Hi, I'm Mia Quinn. On today's episode of Sustainably Speaking, we're going inside the arena. And it's not just any arena. It's the world's first sports and live entertainment venue to earn its certification for zero waste. And it's home to the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. I'm joined by Sophie Armanakian, head of sustainability for the Atlanta Hawks, to discuss this historic achievement and the many innovative initiatives underway. Sophie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Mia. Very excited to be speaking with you today and sharing our story. So Sophie, tell me, what does zero waste mean? Great question. So zero waste, by definition, means 90% of everything diverted from a landfill. So say the, the waste bin that you've got in your studio right now, if you were to go through it and sort it out by category, so your recycling goes here, your compost goes here, oh, there's a few things that could be donated for reuse goes right here. And then out of that, by weight, is 90% or more being diverted, meaning is 90% of it being recycled, composted, or donated or reused, and less than 10% is going into a landfill. And if you're able to consistently divert over 90% and specific to the zero waste certification, we had to do so for a year long period. So 12 months straight, we had to showcase that by weight, so by tonnage or pounds, we were diverting over 90%. We were able to earn the title of zero waste, which kudos to the team. We're just recertified and are able to continue maintaining that status. So let's talk about you. You were named the head of sustainability for the Atlanta Hawks, a huge NBA team. You became the first person to hold this title in sustainability across the NBA. Tell me more about that and what's that like for you? I'm extremely proud to be with an organization that has really allocated the resources to create this position and prioritize the need of it and understanding the impact it has across our entire organization. And very excited about the fact that now more and more roles are being created, whether it is a coordinator manager or even a VP position in sustainability and sport, because we're all a part of this. And the more of us that are doing the work, the bigger the impact. And so it's very exciting. I'm honored to have been the first, but I there are so many incredible um, young talents that are following and inspired to do the work as well. So that's very exciting. Tell me what you do and, and how you're making a difference. Well, every decision matters, right? And being a part of an organization where in 2022, we had 1.5 million fans coming into our venue, whether that's for an Hawks game or to come see your favorite artist perform, there is an opportunity to make an impact. And when you think about all of these events that we're hosting, you know, every event is all about the experience, no shortcuts. And with that, it's also the material handling at the back end. What decisions are we making that we're mindful about and intentional to ensure that we limit our impact and can operate as sustainably as possible? So whether that is decisions that go into the supply chain, what are we procuring for an event, to the infrastructure or how things are set up inside our arena that we often reference as the green bubble, because when you enter our venue, you're set up for success. As a fan and as a guest, we want to ensure that when it's time to dispose of an item, you're able to do so successfully. That's awesome. I'm thinking about what you're saying and I'm thinking about it. Are, are the days of shoving your food that you just finished under your seat over? 
you know, those days are not over. That's still taking place, but we have a way to solve the collection of that the proper way. What's important is the things that people are leaving are easier to be diverted. There's less of single-use items and more intent in being able to have items that are able to be reused and properly diverted and support circularity. So how are you doing that? Do you want to walk me through like a couple examples? Absolutely. So we actually were just reviewing our data for 2022 to understand our material composition when we look at our waste profile. You know, when you look at what we were doing in 2019 to what we are doing today, our pie chart segment for reuse has grown. Our segment for reduce has grown. Our segment for recycling compost has grown. Our landfill has decreased less than 10%. And it's all about the intentional handling of all of these materials. So when you think about recycling, it can be a number of things. It could be your cardboard that can be upcycled five to seven times and should be properly recycled. Whether you're in IT or you're in production or you're in marketing, or you're in our food and beverage or housekeeping department or security, everyone's receiving items in boxes. So if we can all be aligned and share the same vision and understand something as simple as cardboard, we have a saying of time out, break it down, then recycle. So break your box down, then recycle it. You know, make it fun for everybody to be a part of it. It's all about a cultural embrace of how we operate and the success of what we've done in Atlanta is a direct result of everybody really working together. How are you diverting plastic? So part of our zero waste certification, we have to verify where everything is going, whether that is sent for reuse. You know, if we're talking about our plastic crates that some of our shipment arrives in, intentionally making sure that goes back and is being able to reuse as often as possible. The goal ultimately is to reduce any single-use items that we can. But for those that we have, it's all about making sure it's a part of circularity, so our PET, collecting that in bulk, our plastic film, making sure that's getting built and having a place to take it to. And it's all about finding end markets. And we have about 30 plus end markets we're working with currently, just because the 40 plus various items we divert. And, you know, ultimately we would like to get to a point where there are less end markets because more things are alike and are collected in bulk. But PET especially those that we have so are all bottled, are all collected and being made into a new bottle. I'm thrilled to hear that you're also sorting and um, recycling film, plastic film. As many people know, it, it's a little harder, it takes a little more effort because we can't put it in our blue bins when we're at home. What are you all doing with it? It all goes back to when, at what point is a team member handling the film? Is it when shipment is arriving and you're removing the film from the boxes? Is it when it, bread is emptied and that plastic film is clean and can be collected together? Or is it liners that are clean and are not wet and contaminated, which will be rejected? So and identifying at what point can they be collected to ensure it's done in an efficient manner. And putting it all together, failing it, and then taking it to partners that we work with, um, as mentioned, the 39 plus end markets, who can take it and put it towards a new product. I love hearing how much, because 39 in markets, that's a lot of coordination, and you guys are taking the time to do it. Exactly. So what's a typical day like for you at the home of the Hawks? Well, if it's um, during our season, and say we are doing a back-to-back -back event, it's really making sure that we were able to successfully wrap up the last event 
because we're loading out and loading right back in. So my typical day can vary. It is not standard. The one thing about our industry is we're always flexible for change and always ready for the unknown and making sure that things that we know of have already been done. So from an event preparedness standpoint, there's a checklist that the team has to go around and ensure we're ready to go and have a successful event. And that could be engaging in huddle across various departments, maybe stopping by our food and beverage team and really giving kudos to our concession team uh, who is doing a really great job in ensuring that their used gloves are going in the glove-only bin that is placed for them and labeled. And we want to maybe recognize you because you have been doing a phenomenal job at Stand 117. And we just want to say thank you. And positive recognition really helps shift that culture to ensure everyone understands their role. So whether it's speaking at a huddle with our team members or doing a random audit, or maybe going around and recognizing a fan during an event who was seen properly recycled, we have an activation called Recycle and Win, and we go around recognizing people like a surprise and delight moment to say thank you for taking the time and properly doing that. That's awesome. I love to hear positive management, too. Okay, let's switch gears a minute. Do the players, are they in on it? Do they? I mean, how do they feel? As an organization, we believe deeply in being more sustainable and understanding our impact. And we are very inclusive in how it is communicated, inclusive of the players. And I actually want to reference a quote from our own CEO when he talked about the, you know, he said, environmental and social sustainability is a lifelong commitment. And we're just getting started. And we are stronger as an industry. And if we work together to do better for the future, it just sets the tone. So... You have, you're such a great example. How can the NBA and all the other sports leagues become more sustainable? Like what lessons can they learn from you? I think the key is just getting started. Focus on an area that is more achievable to really gain that momentum and just get started and be intentional. And I think there's opportunity for all of us as I think it's important to set people up for success. We have a rule where you, you should never see one random bin anywhere because they should always be mates. If a bin is single place, in most cases that is the case, then what is a person supposed to do? Hold on to all of their items until they finally come across something where they're able to dispose of it properly. So I think there's an important role we play in how we set the table. And it is really important to be intentional in that regard too. It's something very simple. I didn't even think about what would go into designing those receptacles. Like the words you use, the putting them together. I mean, did you, did you go through some trial and error to get there? Absolutely. My team knows sustainability is all about innovation. It's about doing things, learning from it, going, okay, that doesn't work. Let's try something different. A lot of piloting. We are piloting things constantly to figure out what is the best way to do it. You have to be flexible. You know, what may have been applicable Pre-pandemic may not be applicable post-pandemic or even during. And of course, there were so many challenges that came during that time of operating where there were more single-use items introduced. We looked at it as an opportunity to retrain behaviors. We already had to do things a new way. So we actually customized a lot of our labels even then. We modified our landfill bin and we added images of gloves and masks to limit it ending up into our recycling or compost stream. So let me ask, what role do materials play in sustainability in sports? Yeah, so it is just part of the industry. 
is something that, you know, the goal is to always reduce single-use items. But the key is making sure that you're collecting them in bulk and understanding that it has a value and it is a commodity when you collect it in bulk and understand the right place to take it. Do we want to use single-use items? Do we want to reduce single-use items? Of course we do. But you have to figure out how to work around the challenges that come along with having things that are not that easy to divert. But the key is understanding that collecting it in bulk and looking at materials as a commodity because there is value to it and it becomes a business case in making sure that you collect it the proper way and have a place to send it and even receive a rebate for it. I'm so glad you said that because we've talked a lot about you have to start treating it with value instead of as waste. And that's where the change starts to come in. Can you tell us more about the recycle and win activation? Absolutely. Okay. So they just finished consuming their beverage and properly recycled. And one of our ambassadors observed that action and they would walk up to them and say, thank you so much. Give them high fives. Really appreciate you recycling properly. We appreciate that. Can I take a photo of you? And we have archives of images of fans who have just been randomly stopped and now have this opportunity to engage with us and all because they were seen recycling. And so we do that throughout the event with various team members. And it's an activation with one of our sponsors. Um, so it talks about how sustainability can really bring in a lot of opportunities to an organization. And then one lucky fan is taken down to the court at halftime. Can you imagine you're at a, you're at a basketball game to watch your favorite player, Ice Trey, do his thing. And then you get taken down to the court. And at halftime, our host says, thank you so much for recycling while you were here at State Farm Arena. And then the screens change and it's your image at halftime being recognized for recycling. That's so great. And so when you think about interactions and taking, you know, using our platform to communicate that, is that going to get every single person who attended the game to go home and recycle today? Probably not. But there is going to be a handful who are going to think twice. And I guarantee you, those winners are going to tell their friends about it. And it's that positive message spreading. And so earlier when you asked about other teams and what they could do, this activation that we call Recycle and Win now has been adapted. And there are teams and leagues who are doing it. And it's such an easy, fun way to just continue engaging and promoting that message. And so that's always fun to do, to be able to be right there on the court where the players are and being recognized for recycling. It's so smart. I love everything you're doing. Thank you so much, Sophie, for your time and for joining us today. I've learned a lot. I'm inspired. I'm thinking about all the positive ways, you know, sustainability flows into everything we do, management, motivation, all of it. So thank you. And thank you all for listening to Sustainably Speaking. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a rating and a review and let us know if there are any other topics you'd like to discuss on the show. 